Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Vivica Fox, and welcome to an all-new Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. We are going bigger and bolder this year, y'all. I'm your go-to girl for people, ideas, knowledge, inspiration, faith, love, truth, success, and of course, fun. Your hustle is going to get an upgrade with the most surprising, exciting, and fabulous guests from all walks of life. Darlings, you are in good hands here with Hustling with Vivica A. Fox podcast. All right, y'all. Do I have a special treat for y'all? Oh, and I got to let y'all know, don't forget to subscribe and download to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Okay, ladies, get on up in here. Get up on in here. And fellas, you can have a seat too. Today, I have one of the hottest men on earth. He is a man with one of the most fascinating and interesting stories. His name is Jeremy Meeks. He started off as Prison Bay. When I'm telling y'all, he jumped on the scene as Prison Bay with a mugshot that lit up the internet and set the world on fire. That mugshot came out in 2014, and since then, he literally has been working nonstop. Please welcome to Hustlin' with Vivica A. Fox, my boy and co-star of three films, Mr. Jeremy Meeks. Hey, Jeremy! How are you, Queen? I am so good. Oh, my God. What a pleasure for me to have you here, because normally when I see you, we're crossing paths on a set or, you know, at a red carpet for our premiere. Because as I told you guys, we've got three films now uh, that we have filmed together. The first film that we worked on together was True to the Game 2. Uh, In July, we have True to the Game 3 that's coming out. And we are in the new hit movie. Oh, my goodness. Secret Society. Yes, it's on Apple. It's on Prime. Yes. Prime Video, April 2nd. (laughs) So tell me, you got to go to the premiere the other night in Atlanta. I couldn't go because I was in Philadelphia doing my hairline shoot. How was it? What was it like? Tell us real quick. It was amazing. Um, so it was hosted by Prime. Shout out to Prime Video because while yes. they like they put together a nice little setup. So it wasn't in the theater because it's on Prime. And so they right. had this location where it was a main screen and then two split screens on the side. And they showed wow. all three of them at once. And it was incredible. You know, like this right. movie directed by Jamal Hill. Well mm-hmm. done, brother, because... I'm very proud to be in this. I'll never forget this because this was honestly one of the first movies that I went down to Miami and filmed uh, with one of the first movies I did from COVID when people production started getting back up. Was it one of the first projects that you did uh, uh, when COVID, when like we started getting somewhat COVID free? Um, No, actually, I, I did four movies during COVID. Um, yeah, I was very, very blessed to be had been I thought I was the hardest working person during COVID because I said they must have looked for the one actress that was going to work during COVID and found out it was Vivica Fox. Not so much. <laughs> it was also Jeremy Meeks because we did True to the Game 2 and then True to the Game 3. And then what else? Did, it was Secret Society. And I did Secret did Society. I did um, Dear Best Friend. Okay. And we also shot um a pilot um with Manny Haley Productions right. that should be greenlit very soon so oh, fingers crossed fingers crossed fingers oh, crossed who would ever imagine oh. like i honestly no. wake up every day um and i'm just blown away they're like i i take a shower and i listen to gospel and i pray and yeah. when I pray, I I cry because I can't even remember all of my blessings. There's so many. And I know. the fact that I can't even name them all off the top of my head, it just makes me break down because I would have never imagined anything like this possible. But, I know. know. We, we, I got to take everybody through this journey. But can I tell you that literally, like, when you came to the red carpet, like, it, 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 everybody was like, oh, Yay, Vivica, you look great. So anyway, Prison Bay is there. So it's like, I gotta, but I tell everyone because they immediately go to your pictures because you're so handsome. And everybody's like, how is he? And I said, can I tell you something about Jeremy? I said, 
do not let those looks fool you because everybody thinks because you're so good looking that you're going to be arrogant and you're going to be, you know, stuck up in a jerk. I said, Jeremy Meeks is one of the most kindest, humblest, beautiful man that you'll ever meet. But mm. I just want to let you know that that uh, that's how I feel about you in my heart. You're like baby brother. You know what? And- I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> like You got to understand this is this world is brand new to me still kind yes, of. And so when I came into it, like you guys are all the people that I grew up watching, you know, and, yes. and I realized that everyone puts everyone on this pedestal, you know, mm, celebrities, mm-hmm. and then you meet them and then you realize <laughs> they're just regular people. They have they're the people same, too. yeah, they have the same mm. issues, the same ups and downs, the same, you know, and most of them are very genuine. You find some people that are, yes. you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> Yes. I mean, hey, let's just keep that real, you know, and that's with any, you know, industry or any job that you're going to have people that are nice and welcoming. Then you're going to have your jerks. But I want to let everybody know about your journey because, you know, you've been through a lot. You really have. You are literally, uh, you know how they say that if you were to look up the word destiny in the dictionary, it would have Jeremy Meeks picture (laughs) right there. (laughs) So there's Mr. Destiny, y'all right there. Okay, with his fine self. Hey, all you true crime fans, this is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morph. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. You suffered a lot of trauma and instability in your life, Jeremy. Tell us about your humble beginnings, how this all started for you. For you to even be, get from being young, you know, and, and having a lot going on young to then prison bay. Could you tell us quickly yeah. about that journey? Um, well, you know, childhood was very rough. Um, you know, moved around a lot. Um, both parents were not the most stable. My father caught a life sentence for murder. Um, When I was nine months old, um, he killed my mom's best friend trying to get and take back me and my brother. Um, But we had moved. um, And oh, my goodness, Jeremy, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so he did 33 years straight. um, And uh, my father did. And, um, you know, just the household was unstable. And my sister ended up adopting me and my brother legally. Um, And so on my birth certificate, it says my sister's name instead of my mom's. And that really crushes my mom. Um, But where was your mom? uh, My mom was still around, you know, but she just wasn't the most stable. And she was just trying to get her life together. And she's doing incredible. She's doing incredible now. So shout out, mom. You know, Um, but yeah. Was she a young mother? Was she a young mother? Did she have you guys? um, Yes. Yeah. She was a young mother, mother of four. I was the baby, right. you know, um, yeah. so no matter how much wrong I could do, I could do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but now you and your mom, you all have a good relationship. Yeah, an incredible good. relationship. Um, to be honest, I can't blame I can't blame any of my past on my upbringing, you know, okay. because I know a lot of people that had just as bad upbringing as me and they're doctors and they're, you know, it's yes. a choice. It's a decision. And if you want to use that as a crutch, then anyone can use that as a crutch. Oh, my childhood was bad. And so this is why I do what I do, you know, and right. that's not, that's not a valid reason. You know, I made conscious decisions to mess up and to mm. make decisions and I had to live with them and learn from them, you know? And so, I I learned a lot, you know, uh, yeah. being incarcerated at a very young age. You learn a lot about yourself. You what was the first time you were, world. how old How old were you the first time you got incarcerated? Um, you know, probably, you know, close to 15, 14. Wow. Um, juvenile hall, in and out, you know, group homes, mm. um, just unruly. Um, but now, you know, like it gives me that, that 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 need to give back um, to the same kids that I was, you know, um, yes. but you gotta understand, I did almost almost eleven years in prison. What? Altogether. 
Yeah. So I did eight and a half years in state prison, um, all level four, except for my first prison was a level three. Um, and then I stayed out for about seven years. I had my son, Jeremy Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and then caught this Fed case, mm-hmm. um, which made my mugshot go viral. OK, so and before we get to the mugshot, you were also yeah. shot five times. Yeah, I have. <laughs> that no, was, I mean, the fact yeah. that you're here. I mean, you've been through a lot. All of this happened before you were like 20 years old. Yeah, I actually got shot when I was 16. Um, so all in the same month, I get shot at the Jack in the Box, um, mm. all in my hips and my legs and my foot um, and was on the run from my probation, my juvenile probation. And so I couldn't go to the hospital because anytime there's a gunshot wound, they have to call the police, it's procedure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I couldn't go to the doctor. Um, And so my, one of my homies' mom was an RN. um, And so we just went to the hood house and she patched me (laughs) up. you know, took care of me. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, you had the hood hookup nurse, okay? That's how things was for Jeremy, okay? Yeah, yeah. That was was one of my worst months ever because just Mm. a couple weeks later, I ended up getting caught um, by some rivals and they beat me with Mm. baseball bats. Um, (gasps) Yeah, and really messed up my back. Um, and now I have a bulging disc. I was pissing blood for like four days. It was clotted. They messed up my kidneys, like blood bubbles popping everywhere. It was very painful. See, this is what I want to let people know. You know, whoo, it's tough growing up in the hood. Y'all, I grew up two blocks from the projects. I'm, I'm going to keep it real. And I saw a lot of things in my youth. And I just want to say to young people that if you are now listening to and watching Hustling with Vivica A. Fox, you have two of, of your celebrities who want, what one day was just where y'all might have been at. The choices of, are you going to be in a gang? The choices of, are you going to go to school? The choices, you're going to rob somebody. That mm. you got to realize that those choices can either take you two places, no, three actually, to jail, to the gravesite, or to success. <laughs> and, and I just want y'all to know that these two people sitting here right now, we've both been through it. And now we are standing here successful. So let us inspire you and yeah. know, start making good choices because the fact that you survived that, Jeremy, you know, is a beautiful thing. Shot five times, piss and blood, did time in jail. And you're sitting there today a wonderful father, you know, a successful actor, a successful model, you know, this is what we're supposed to do to let people know destiny and dreams do come true. So now we'll move forward because, wow, I I didn't even know all that about your brother. I'm like, damn. Yeah, but real quick, um, I, it's funny that you say that, that my whole life I had heard numerous times, um, man, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be famous right now. Like, you're supposed to Mm. be, and, (laughs) you know, like, I'm really in the streets. So when I hear that, like, I never thought possible. I'm like, dude, what do you mean? Like, I'm out here banging. You're talking Mm. about a model or, you know, like, and so when my mugshot did go viral and I'm sitting in the feds, it hit me. Mm. This whole time, I was always supposed to be famous and influential, but God waited until I was mentally in the right place to take on this blessing because, you know, some really big people did try to bail me out when I first went viral. And had I gotten bailed out, I would have got out with the same mentality and I would have fucked this blessing off as fast as it came. So that 36 months in the feds saved my life. Okay. So, so let me break that down because I want to understand that because I didn't know that about that part of your life as well, too. So you are in jail. The mug, did you know that your mugshot went viral? Well, I got locked up and when Mm -hmm. the feds got us, they took my mugshot in county and then they, the Stockton Police Department, put our mugshots on their Facebook page Hmm. to show the community the progress they're making. And from the Stockton Police Department's Facebook page, I went viral. So within 24 hours, when I woke up the next morning, they popped my door like Meeks Channel 12 wants an interview. Do you want to do it? And I look back at myself and I'm like, what the hell? Like, and he's like, tell us, do it. <laughs> You're like, interview me about what? But, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm telling but, you, do okay. it. And so like, Meeks, what do you want to do? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And so like, all right, we'll pop your door in 10 minutes. 
So 10 minutes later, they pop my door. I'm thinking I'm going to walk into a news like camera situation. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my very good friends, Ken. And he's like, dude, you went viral. And at this time, I never had ever had a social media. So I didn't know what that meant. I was going like, to say, viral. did you even know what viral meant? You're like, no, and zero that <laughs> He's like, you're all over the world. Like every single news outlet is talking about you. And I was like, damn, that must be why the news station wants to come interview me. Okay. You're like, <laughs> okay, I'm doing the math. I'm doing the math. It okay. Blew up from there. Like the second I walk out of the visiting, the TV's on and I see my mugshot. <gasps> And then I go to my cell and all every station has my picture. And they're calling you. Did you what did you think about that name, Prison Bay? It didn't it didn't bother me. It didn't okay. like, make me happy. It was just like mind blowing and very overwhelming how just like that, I was all over the world. I'm getting okay. every single night. I got like 400 letters a night. Wow. Like bags and bags. I couldn't even read it. I'm just passing mail to all my homies down the tier and everyone's reading them out loud and laughing and pictures. And it was crazy. Oh, so you was, you was getting them kind of pictures. Yeah. yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me keep that real. I got some love letters. And some pictures I'm like, yeah, too, shoot okay. those back this way. <laughs> so, okay. So you're going viral. How much more time did you have to serve before um, you were then released? 36 months. 30, wow, okay, so that now was my, three years? Now, now, check this out. So from my criminal history with the feds, they go off of a PSI, which they determine a point system through all your criminal history from your juvenile okay. up. And so it's like going to juvenile hall before 16, they give you three points. And, you know, you're a gang member, they give you six points. And like, mm. it's just a point system. So... The DA came up with like 67 points. Like I was supposed to do like between 67 and something 86 months. Wow. But the judge, Judge Nunley, who was the only black judge in the Eastern District, shout out to Judge mm-hmm. Nunley because he was one of Thank my you, biggest judge. fans. He was one of my biggest blessings, like to be honest, because he looked at the DA and said, I can't give this young man that amount of time. He has an opportunity mm. that no one's ever had before. Therefore, mm. I want him to get out as soon as possible and take full advantage of this blessing. Therefore, mm. I'm only going to sentence him to, to 27 months. Now, while oh, okay. I caught extra time, but he was still one of my biggest blessings by getting me out early. And okay. once I was once I was out, okay, he knew I was going to travel all through Europe. Now, when you're on federal Mm. parole, if you leave the country, you have to go in front of the judge. Mm -hmm. But he gave my pro officer full reign to let me travel the world as he sees fit so I don't have to do that. So now you made a statement and you said, had I got with the first people that wanted to bail me out, it would have been a bad choice. Um, Was that people that were still in in that life? You know what I mean? No, no, it wasn't that. It was very influential people that, you know what I'm mm. saying, you know, in the industry, like big people. I don't want to say no names, but big right. people try to bail me out. And had I gotten out, I would have got out the same person. Mm. And so as fast as this blessing came, I would have fucked it off. Okay. And so sitting, doing that time, it really gave me time to sit back and go, Jeremy, what are you going to do? Mm. What are you going to do with this blessing? Are you going to take advantage or are you going to do wrong with this money and buy your homies guns and drugs and do, you know what I'm saying? Like, do right. evil with it. Like, I had to really make some serious decisions Choices. because, yes, yes. yeah, it was, there yes. was a lot on the line. Like, I. Right. I know, know. But thank God. Only thing I can tell you is thank God that you had that time and a little bit of maturity to say, you know what? It's time to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hard. You know, I mm-hmm. realized I had to cut a lot of my homies off. Yeah. You know, I had to love. Them. I yeah. still love them. I'm still there from a mm-hmm. distance. But, right. you know, if you are not like minded, if you're still doing some of the same stuff we were doing when we were 17, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you go in right back up in jail. So that's yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. You know what I call that? Because I call that seasons of shedding. And there's nothing wrong with that because some people are a reason for a season or seasons. But however long it is, you bless them. You say, I've got to move on for me and for you, your children. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Check this out. 
In True to the Game 3, there's a scene where, I don't know if you've seen it. Where I haven't, not all of it. Did you see the, the teeth pulling scene? Yes. Okay, so in that scene, I have my cellmate from the feds. <gasps> I have my little brother, and I have one of my older homies. And all four of us had did prison time separately. Ooh. We all read the True to the Game trilogies separately. And now we're all in the same scene together. That's How see, full I, circle is that? Wait, didn't I tell you if you look up destiny in the dictionary, it's you? <laughs> okay. No, seriously. <laughs> I know. Okay. Wow. Okay. So now you get out of jail. And do you immediately get a modeling contract? What, what happens when you get out of jail? Okay, so while I was in jail, while I was still incarcerated, I mm-hmm. was receiving tens and tens of tons of like contracts. Mm-hmm. Am I you wow. the hood? Like contracts, it's like reading French. <laughs> I had never seen a contract before. Um, so it was like we were just trying to be strategic, me and my ex-wife, and she was doing her homework, yes. seeing who's who, who's worked with who, what have they done. Um, and we ended up signing to an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, White Cross Management with Jim Jordan. Um, he is no longer my manager, but still a good friend. That um, happens. That yeah, happens. of course. You yeah, know, yeah. I have a new management. Incredible, Kara. Love you guys. Yeah. Um, but I get out and I'm signed to an agency and they would not allow the camera crews to come on federal grounds. Mm. And so all the camera crews had to wait right at the end of the road for yeah. me to come out and change all my clothes and they videotaped it and they rode with me to the halfway house. Um, and I had to stay there for a couple months. Um, mm-hmm. Every federal inmate has to do some. You had an ankle bracelet? No, because oh. I'm like, I was at this hotel that was the halfway house that was called Hotel gotcha. California. That was the name okay. of the actual hotel <laughs> um, in Fresno. <laughs> okay. Of all places. But yeah, like, one of my biggest fears was mm. that my 15 minutes of fame was going to be up. You know, <gasps> I did a lot of time. I still I still did yeah. 36 months. And I'm thinking shit comes and goes. And you know what I'm saying? Like, Word. by the time I get out, like, people aren't even going to be thinking about, you know. Uh, damn not time. true. No, not true. No, no, no. They wanted to, they wanted to see what you had to offer, cuz. So let's just go and keep that real, okay? You were definitely not a flash in the pan. I'm going to yeah. tell you that. So you get out of the halfway house. Then do you immediately go to Europe? What was your first modeling gig? Well, yes, they, I did a, I did a fashion, I did a shoot with Stephen Klein, mm-hmm. um, the legendary Stephen Klein. Yes. And we were going to have the, the magazine release party in London. Mm-hmm. And so they book my flights. I get my visas. Everything is set. I fly and land in Heathrow. My first time ever out of the country. And as soon as I land and I handcuffs with my passport, I see three officers sitting in the back. And as soon as I get my passport, they start whispering and they come up. They're like, They're Mr. Like, Meeks, come go. with us. Yeah, they already knew it. They were waiting for me. They're like, Mr. Mm. Meeks, come with us. And they take me in the back and they interrogated me for seven and a half hours. Really? Yeah. Like, how did you obtain this work visa? And I'm like, what do you mean? You guys issued it to me. Like, I got it from the embassy. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm here to do a magazine cover launch. And you guys are like trying to make it seem like I'm doing some some criminal stuff. Like, why are you making this so hard? You you guys always want to make it seem like you want us to do good. <laughs> right. But then when we but do you good, really... mm-hmm. You really don't, you know. Um, yeah, and that's so, real talk. Yeah, and so they extradited me, and they <gasps> actually, yeah, they banned me from the UK for ten years. What? So you didn't get to do the shoot? Nope. Okay, I, I, I didn't get to go to the party. The shoot was done, but the launch party, <laughs> I didn't get to make it. You're like, damn! I didn't did the work, now I can't go celebrate, pop some bottles. Yeah. Damn, that's jacked up. Okay, Crazy. so all right, so let's move on. So now your magazines start coming out, and you're like now, you know, doing magazine shoots. What was that like from you going from prison life to this glamour life, fashion shows, fashion shoots? What was that like for you? It was, it was crazy to say the least, but at the mm. same time. 
very weird because mm. I've walked into every brand new situation and it feels like I've been here a hundred times. Hmm. There's no nervousness. There's no, I like feel like I've done this so many times and it's, it's just Had nice. you ever modeled before taking no, pictures? No, never, never. You were literally, it just came naturally. The camera just, you and the camera had a love affair that just. Yeah. Love at same, same, same thing with acting, you know, yeah. like, as soon as I went to my first acting lesson, I caught the bug. And wow. I knew from the get go that modeling is just a stepping stone, you know, mm -hmm. um, but the second I started acting, I finally found my passion. And it okay, so now good. let me so let me tell y'all some fans out there. I'm gonna tell y'all something about Vivica Fox, who knows star quality when she sees it. So I went, you know, Manny, um, who is our producer, Manny Haley, who is just amazing. He he really is. Uh, like he saw in you. Uh, when I when I when I saw you the first time, he saw it immediately. Um, you hadn't acted before before you got your first role in True to the Game Two, correct? Yes, but in that first meeting I had with Manny Haley and Jamal Hill, I actually signed a five picture deal okay. right there on the spot. Yes, okay. He was okay. I didn't know that part. So let me yeah. tell you, so that they called me in and they're like, "Vivica, we want you to see, you know." Uh, uh, the the Tudor game two, we got it. We think, we, but we want your uh, opinion, baby. Let me tell you something. This one right here, Jeremy Meeks came on, and I was like, "Oh my god, we got Prison Bay!" And he was like, "And you didn't even really have a lot of dialogue. It was your presence, quite literally, because he played like the hitman for the dude that was like the drug lord. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. I don't even know if you know the story." So I, yeah. they flew me to New York because I was only intentionally supposed to have two lines. And so oh, when really? I get there, I'm like, damn, you guys flew me here for two lines. And they're like, well, do you think you could take on a bigger role? I'm like, yeah. So me and Teddy from Black Ink Crew, we go for the bigger role and they ended up blessing me with it. And then once I start reading, I realized that my character gets killed halfway through the movie. So oh. I just continued to do my thing up until that time. And when that time right. came, they stopped production for four days. They yeah. rewrote the whole ending and kept yeah. me alive. I, oh, I know. Because let yeah. me tell you something. <laughs> I saw your own thing. And more the movie was going on. I was like, time out. I said, yo, Manny, you need to get him to like two, three picture deal. Because this one here, when everybody starts getting wind and seeing this guy on screen, he is going to blow up. So I'm glad that, okay, so y'all, he did do the game too. He was, wasn't he supposed to do two lines? Then from there he goes, he gets, takes another person parts. Then he almost steals the movie. <laughs> we decided don't kill him. He now is going to be in the sequel to True to the Game 2 and now True to the Game 3, which is going to be dropping in July. You now have a new movie out, Dutch, uh, with Lance, right? Which is, is doing amazing. Uh, now, what character did you play in uh, Dutch? I played Craze. Um, mm. And again, uh, Dutch is an amazing trilogy that I again read while incarcerated by the incredible Terry Woods. Shout out to the queen, Terry Woods. Yes, we love you, Terry. We love you, the I, author of I, True to the Game books. Yes, I actually mm -hmm. learned how to read, pretty much reading the Terry Woods trilogies because I went to prison probably reading at a sixth grade level, to be honest. Oh, wow. Um, and from doing all the time in the hole, I had nothing to do but to pick up a book and start reading. And the Terry Woods trilogies, was it? all was it? of them oh. was it. So real, right? Now, do you do you have any do you have any funny stories while making true to the game too? Oh my three? gosh. Uh <laughs> listen, one of the funniest, you know, what? one of the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> was when you punched Mike King. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was trying to save that story for me, Jeremy, but that's okay. Okay. So wait, yo, no. what he's, what Jeremy's talking about is there's a fight scene where I oh. go to rescue Bria and you know, look here, I've done kill Bill this and the third. So I know how to do my punches and this and the third, 
Well, the actor who, dude, what's the young man's name? Mike, Mike King. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We did the scene and y'all, I cracked him for real. Like the whole set went, oh, and he was such a sport because we kept going until they yelled cut. And I was like, oh my God, baby, I'm so sorry. He goes, I'm good. I'm good. We put ice on it. He got a, I gave him a black eye. Poor baby. It played well. It played played well because the next scene, I was (laughs) punching him in the trunk and he had the black Yes, we had the black guy. So that's one of our funny moments. Yeah. I got to tell you about another moment that Mr. Meek stole the movie, okay? Jeremy, he was supposed to be looking out for his boy, but he liked looking out the girls a little bit more. And what we didn't mind about Jeremy is Jeremy was like, hey, it's my screen debut and I'm going to give y'all all of this glory. Jeremy stood up and remember at the screening, at the one of the premiere, everybody went, oh, I said, I knew it was coming. So I'm just telling y'all, if y'all want to see you know, Mr. Meeks and what he's kind of working with, uh, just going to get to the game too. And y'all know what we're talking about. <laughs> but we love you for that. You know, because it's usually the girls that they always got showing TNA. So, you know, oh, we yeah. equal opportunity and true to the game. For sure. So now for let's sure. move on. You have children. Tell us about your children. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> my kids saved my life. Um, oh, my wow. first, uh, my junior Jeremy Meeks Jr., like, wow, he is my mini-me. Um, when I tell you, uh, because growing up without a father, um, yes. I I know exactly what I never want my kids to feel and yes. go through. And so I feel like that just made me such an incredible father. Um, yes. Because there's, there's nothing I wouldn't do or things I want, like... <laughs> My kids are my yes, world, know. you know. Didn't you get to take one your one son to the premiere? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I took yeah, I took Jeremy Jr. to the to the Dutch premiere, which was an extremely proud moment for me. Like, not only oh. am I walking on a red carpet for one of my movies, but I have my son with me. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like that was so surreal. And what did he think? What did he think? Just very proud. You know, he was yeah. a little scared at first to get on the yeah. red carpet. Um, but then like he was talking and doing the interviews with me and Mm. Like, it just feels really good to do something that's extremely positive that he can be proud of that I can, you know, um, motivate him to to dream big and do whatever. Yes. But at the same time, not feel any pressure to be famous or be, mm-hmm. you know, like I just want him to be happy in whatever that is. I love that. And you know something, besides you giving like wonderful experiences to your son, you also care about the community as well as I do. You know, I'm always making sure politically like this morning to wake up and see the start of the George uh, George Floyd uh, trial to me was just unbelievable. And just to make sure that we pay attention and make sure that, you know, justice will be served. But, and then I care about politics and I'm always making sure that we look out so that we find out what happens for our community and that we just don't take from our community, that we look out for our communities because we want generation next to be educated and to be lived, to live their lives to the fullest and not get thrown into the system and, Mm. and be robbed of, 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 of their future and their children and experience. So you are doing something that's really wonderful, and it's called Women of Substance and Men of Honor. Tell us about that, Jeremy. Um, So I've been a part of that team for a couple of years now. Um, It is basically the L.A. County um, group home system and um, led by Rosalita. Shout out to Rosalita because what she does is so incredible. They are, again, like I was that same kid in the Mm. group home waiting for some person to come talk to me. And to be honest, it was never, ever one person that we related to. You know, it's usually some rich white guy like make good decisions and you can own a business like me. You know what I'm saying? Like it was never yeah. you know what I'm like I wish I had someone like me come in there because I would have listened because you know exactly what I've what I've been through, you know. Right. And so like how could I not um be up in there as much as possible? And I take my kids there, you know, and I just I actually they they open a new facility. Um, in the valley, and I went to go check it out, and I saw that their donations 
uh, were a little short. And I thought that this was just for one house or one facility, but it was actually for the whole county, um, <laughs> which just blew my mind how all of these juveniles could have so little resources. Wow. You know, like, so um, uh, I contacted Fashion Nova, um, the mm-hmm. owner, um, Rich, shout out Rich, because what he did was so incredible. Um, we put together numerous care packages of Fashion Nova clothes for all of the kids in the group home, mm. um, uh, which is really big for them, you know, um, and which got me thinking. I know a bunch of other owners of brands. So yes. all you owners, get ready because you're about to get an email or a phone call and it's for the kids. What is the what is the goal of Women of sus- Substance and Men of Honor? What is the goal uh, of, of that uh, of, of that charity that you're working with? I mean, just to let these kids and these young adults and these young women know that they are not forgotten, that they are loved Mm. and that, you know, um, even though the system, for lack of words, is broken, even though it's not broken, it works perfectly fine. The system is broken and, and even though it is that they are still very much thought about and very much loved and are these supported. children that are in juvenile or foster care program? Yes, all of it. Oh, they are, oh all of that. Wow. Yeah, the, the children that are somewhat thrown away? Yes, very much so. Yes. You know, um, there's some very sad stories. Like there's, you know, 14-year-old that has a nine-month-old daughter <gasps> and the baby mother's 13 and they had the baby. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many there's so many real stories and I just, I want to inspire, I want to inspire people to go be a big brother, go be a big sister, go meet some of these kids, reach out to, you know, mm. whatever, um, you know, programs they have in your community because these kids, as cliche as it is, are the future. And so Absolutely. if they do not feel loved or cared about or even thought of, then they're going to be a problem when they get older. And so we have to, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Yes. I, like I said, I care about Generation Next. I do a lot of motivational speaking. I do a lot of donations. I always don't I don't want it always publicized because I do it, you know, for my heart, because, you know, I care about you know, our, our, our babies. And, and, and I just, I hate to hear about children being robbed of their future and thrown away. So I commend you for doing that. And like Jerry, and like Jeremy said, he's like fashion over and some of you other fashion houses, he's going to be reaching out to you guys because, you know, with kids, like having a nice pair of shoes or clothes to put on gives them, you know, helps their little egos, makes them feel good about themselves. So, you you know, when you dress nice, you feel good. And yeah. that's just a fact. And so <laughs> All right, I love on. that. All right. So you're charitable. You're handsome. Tell us about your upcoming projects that you got coming out. Coming wow. out. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, <laughs> Jeremy phone <laughs> is ringing off the hook, y'all. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I mean, to, to, to be honest, the industry kind of messed up when they cracked the door for me because I, I kick right. it in. And I ain't going nowhere. I am. I'm learning how to write scripts. I'm yes. about to start shadowing directors. Yes. You know, like ain't no aspect of this industry. I'm not going to have a foothold in in some way. Um, I love it. Because I, I realize that this blessing for me is it's it's not so that I can become rich and famous. It's so that I realize I, I'm put in this position to open up doors for those that would have forever been vaulted shut. You know, mm-hmm. and to Absolutely. and to help people, uh, you know, um, because that's what it's all about. You know, it's right. At the end so of the day, so in the future, you might become an author, a director. Do you know that your girl Vivica just directed her first film? Boom! What? Yes, 
Yes, I what know. Is? I just I directed my first what film. Is? I what? got to edit. It's called uh, Through Her Eyes. Uh, it's going to be on BET Her, and it was the next chapter for me. You know what I mean? So once again, to all of our fans out there, know that you can go from the hood to Hollywood to a producer to an actor to an international model to a director. Sky is the limit. But like Jeremy said, you've got to go kick success success doors open. You can't yeah. wait for somebody because they'll they don't want to share with us. You have to know that, darlings. You've yeah. got to go out there and you've got to go get it. So now yeah. I can't let you go without people asking about your love life. Because you know mm. everybody want to know about Jeremy. How is the love life? Mm. The love life is <laughs> is very <laughs> it's very quiet at the moment. Good. Um, to be honest, I am so focused you know, all my family, all my career. Um, and I don't want to be pulled in numerous directions. You know, uh, I'm really focused. I'm trying to change the generational wealth, the generational, you know, like I'm trying to build businesses to leave to my kids. And, yes. you know, and so at the moment, I feel like when you look for someone, you'll find someone, but not the right person. But okay. the second you don't, the second you don't look for no one, uh-huh. that's when that right person is just falling in your lap. Um, and so I'm not looking. I'm just enjoying, You're enjoying life. life. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just loving all these moments and experiences, and you know, sharing energies, and you know, it's just it's a blessing. So. To the ladies out there, you know what I'm saying? When y'all think y'all can come, you know, to Jeremy and be twerking and sending him twerk videos and and, and the, the Tatiana uh, videos and stuff like that. That's not what he's looking for. This this one here, I mean, he didn't have that. that. That's out there. I'm telling you, when you get older, and especially when you start working and you realize blessings are coming, for me, it's quality over yeah. quantity. thousand percent. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, I'm literally looking for someone to be my partner. I want someone that I can grow with. Go ahead. Yeah. What I think a lot of people get a misconception. They think that, you know, I abuse my power, but I've realized really quick that it's all about a connection. It's about Mm -hmm. an energy I have met some of the most beautiful women in the world and their Mm. attitude makes them very ugly. Yep. And so it has nothing, I'm not going to say it has nothing to do with looks, but the looks aren't that important. It's about Mm. a connection and an energy. I Um, so so, agree with you on that. I do. Because I mean, you know, and this is something that like when you grow up, looks fade or looks can't keep you happy. If someone isn't treating you good and respecting you and fulfilling you mentally, after a while, I mean, you know, I, I call them pretty problems and I'm not looking for no damn pretty problems. Okay. Right. I need somebody with some, I need someone with excellent energy. Yeah. How about oh, that? Sure. Yeah. And, and oh, oh, but before we go, I, I got to say this, you've been really working out lately. No, no, I mean, like, no, really. Like, I'm going okay. to page every once in a while because I get really busy, and then all of a sudden you'll pop up, and I'm like, wait a minute. Let, t- let's talk about that fitness plan real quick. What's that well, transition? It was it, it was a serious problem when I was on photo shoots because when I got out of the feds, I was too big. I was bigger than mm. I've ever been, and my team was like, you're not going to fit in other sample sizes, so you got to stop yeah. working out. And then I didn't work out for years. And I just got really skinny and really lazy. And I started mm. going to these photo shoots. And they're like, okay, Jeremy, now flex. And I'm flexing <laughs> the whole time. And they're like, no, like flex. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is a problem. Like this can't, I can't be doing this. So now you got it tight and right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I'm yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah. it together. But yeah, it's can- also anything worth having is gonna take hard work. And that just goes for anything in life. Yes. You know, if you want something, it's going to take hard work. It's going to take sacrifice, but anything is possible and life is what you make it. Absolutely. If you make it hard, it's going to be hard. It's going to be real hard. As a matter of fact, especially today. Trust me. (laughs) 
So now I've got a couple of uh, questions before we close out because, right. you know, because I love you and, and I, I know you so well, we could talk for hours. For sure. Um, because I'm so proud of you more than anything else. You know, when, when you come up and I see a new movie, a new t- TV show, a new ad, you know, it just, it warms my heart. Cause like, I'm going to tell you guys, he made the statement at the premiere of True to the Game 2 when we were in Detroit. And someone said, you know, how is your life? And he says, if you could have told me 10 years ago that I will be sitting at the premiere of a movie next to Vivica A. Fox, co-starring in a movie with her, I would have never believed you. So <laughs> dreams come true. So tell us in closing, because like I said, we're, we're running out of time. How has your hustle helped you to become the man that you are today? Oh my gosh, it is everything, you know, mm. to to see things and read things and, you know, read people and to be able to, you know, turn a really horrible situation into a dream come true, if that's mm. not hustle and dedication. And to be able to, you know, thank God, give myself some longevity in this industry. Oh, you gotta learn him hustling. Okay, every day. Get it. Can't get stop, it. won't stop. <laughs> so what drives you? What drives you? Um, changing the generational wealth for my kids. Like everything mm. I do is for my kids' future. Um, because mm. it's all the things that I wish my parents would have been able to do for me. I meet all these influential people and they have all this stuff left to them by their families. Yes. And they, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they just have it so much, I'm not going to say easier, but more comfortable. Like, and so in some way, you know, I just want to give my kids every single thing possible, but also keep them grounded and not spoiled and grateful. You know, I make sure my kids live in gratitude, as do I. You know, everything that I do, I'm just blown away and thankful for the smallest moments. That, like yes. just right now, I appreciate the right now because an hour from now is not promised at all. That's you right. Know? And That's so, right. I know, and, and the fact that, you know, your life changed so much. And then the fact that we both were able to work so much during the pandemic, when a lot of people, you know, went broke or waiting on their stimulus checks, uh, you know, lost their businesses and stuff like that. It's just truly a blessing. So I want to say, really so. you've got I want to name all the projects that you're going on so that everybody knows all of the wonderful things you have two to the game two out. Mm-hmm. You have Dutch that's out. Uh, Secret Society is going to be coming soon. We have yes. Two to the Game 3, which is going to be dropping in July. Tell them all of the different fashion things that you have going on. Because I've seen we've got clothes and cologne, right? Yes. Well, the cologne I am was just the, the face. The face of, of it. Yes. yes. But, you know, got the clothing line, got the, you know, just so many incredible opportunities that yes. when I really think about it, God like, I could good. cry. Yeah. I could really cry because, wow, you know, dreams come I, true. Dreams come true. So we've got that. We got. Wait, a minute, hold on, because I, I got, I got the name. Because you've got the fashion over, right? Yeah. Right. And then you're the face of what's what's the name of the cologne? Jazada. Yes, because you had something the other day. There was like a huge billboard. Yeah, that was in Germany. Um, wow. I mean, like. The thought of all the places that I've been, like billboards, I was the whole Tel Aviv airport for three years. Like, That's amazing. The campaigns and the runways and the fashion shows from Philip Pline to Tommy Hilfiger Ooh. to, you know, like, uh-huh. Listen, travel in the Did you world. like that? What was that? I just got before I leave. Because, you know, I love ripping the runway. I'm not going to lie. Something about when you hit that runway and everybody's looking and the clothes is hanging on you just right. It's all in the bag of chips, ain't it? Oh, it's everything. You know, I didn't know what to expect, but I Uh, loved it. Yes. Are you still going to continue to do fashion shows? Oh, for sure. You know, like fashion will, you know, always be in my DNA from here on out. Um, But, you know. I I remember one thing I told you. I'd be, oh, my gosh. I was telling, I was out to dinner last night with my girlfriend and I was telling her that I was going to interview you. And um, she offhand didn't know what, she's like, prison bay, you know? And I was like, here, let me show you who this boy is. And, <laughs> and so I pulled out the picture. She goes, oh, he's like a pharaoh. She saw, no, really, I'm telling you she did. And I said, you know what? She says, he's Ramsey's. 
And I said, you mean with the Moses from 12 commandments? And she says, yes. So I looked it up and you remind me of, have you know the, who the actress, Yul Brenner? No, I don't. Okay. Yul Brenner did the King and I, when we finish. And if yeah. I, and let me tell you something, if we get this project together, I want to either direct it or produce it because this is going to be big for you. Yul yeah. Brenner was like the bad guy in the 12 commandments mm-hmm. where he was like, you know, he was the one that Moses, and he was very, he was very strong and biblical, and he had these jaws, these piercing <clears throat> eyes, which is you. <clears throat> and then also, look it up when we finish. King and I, yeah. he didn't have your blue eyes, which makes you even more of a winner than him. But he was a British actor, absolutely gorgeous. So somebody should get you in something either biblical or something like that. No, I'm serious. We go figure it out. You know, yeah. you know every, every day I'm Come hustling. On, you know yeah. how we figure it out. But yeah. I want you to look up the actor, Yul Brenner, and then look up the King and I, because yeah. as oh. I took the first first time I saw you on, on camera, on screen as an actor, I knew your, your future, can I tell you this, King? Your future is limitless. Sky mm. is the limit for you. Just mm. because your attitude, you have an attitude of gratitude and you're just a really good person. So mm. anyway, That leads us perfectly into today's hustle hack. Today's hustle hack is stay true to yourself. It's never too late to change your life. What ways can you change the direction of your life, darlings, and start a new path? Get someone else on a new path. As I said, you got two of your favorites here. Your girl Vivica Fox and Jeremy Meeks that both was from the hood who now are in Hollywood and doing big things. Darlings, never be afraid to dream. Go knock on success door. Matter of fact, kick that sucker all the way in, okay? So you can be on the screen one day with Jeremy Meeks and your girl Vivica Fox. Jeremy, tell our listeners, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, Official. I love all my fans. Are you on Twitter? Are you on Twitter or just Instagram? Because you know now, bro. Now, look, look, listen, Jerry. They got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. <laughs> you know, I don't be doing. I don't be doing all the most. You know, but just J Meeks official on IG. Okay, and I'm yeah, so absolutely. Grateful. Yes, and yeah, he, and he does do his Insta stories as well too. Because like I try to tell people, oh, I'm yeah. like, please, please do not give me another job. Please don't. Yeah. Yes, but Jeremy, you know I love you tons. I love you too. And I'm so proud of you. Like I've said so many times during the interview and I'm looking forward to seeing you soon because both of us, we work so dang on much. We can't even really hang out uh, either at, at the next red carpet or the next photo shoot. Keep doing what you do, brother. Okay. Thank I love you. You, you don't know what this, you don't know what that means to me. Yeah. Wow. I, and I'm going to not cry because my got I just got these lashes put on. Anyway, I love you. So anyway, y'all, hold on, hold on. Um, Tell your friends, follow your girl at Miss Vivica Fox on Twitter, at Miss V Fox on Instagram, and also Stage 29 Podcast too. Don't forget to subscribe, review, download, and listen now to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox, available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you want to listen. Until next time, darlings, bye for now. The Hustling with Vivica A. Fox podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during the podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.